Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We've been looking in the letter of Jude of late, so let's jump in there because i got some uh, uh, cross-reference that I want us to look at today, okay? So we saw in the previous episode about these men that we've been looking at in verses 12 and 13. Let me just read those again. It says, These are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feast when they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved. So that's how he describes them, as well as he's been describing them related to uh, rebellious angels and the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, verse 14. It was about these men, okay, the same men, this type of man, the ones that are alive then and the ones that are alive now. It was about these men that Enoch, Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied, saying this, Behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoke against him. As you can tell in that one two-verse sentence, the word ungodly is a prominent word, right? What's interesting about this, a lot of interesting things about this, uh, this is actually a quote out of the book of Enoch, which is not a canonical book. It's not a, a book in the scripture. Uh, but it does have truth within that book. We learn some things here. Uh, Enoch is the seventh generation from Adam. We learned that Enoch was a prophet. How do we know that? Because he prophesied. And so before we get into details of what he said right here, and it was prophesying against those that are ungodly, those which would be many, many, many years to come, those in Enoch's time, but many years to come, I thought we'd jump over to the book of Genesis and just read what the scripture has to say about, Genesis, uh, about Enoch. And you find this in Genesis uh, 5. And it says this, Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. And so when you're reading these passages right here, first thing you notice is that the people lived much longer periods of life. Okay? And uh, there's actually reasons for that, which we won't get into right now, uh, that I think there's reasons for that. But Enoch was rather young to have a child uh, that's listed in this genealogy. So he's 65 years, and he becomes the father of Methuselah. Now watch this. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So when you read this, it seems to be that Enoch lived 65 years, became the father of Methuselah, and then he walked with God 300 years past that, uh, that something happened with him and God in that 65th year. That happens a lot when we have children. All of a sudden you begin to realize, wait a minute, there's something significant and important going on here. Uh, regardless, he lived 65 years, 
He had Methuselah at that age. Then he lived 300 more years. Now watch this. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And so when you look at that, the idea behind it, particularly in the original languages and things, is that he did not die. He was walking with God, and one day he was, he was here, and the next day he was not, because God took him. Then the next verse says this, Methuselah lived 187 years and became the father of Lamech. What's interesting is about Methuselah is this. Most people will know that Methuselah lived longer uh, than any man that's ever lived, right? It was it 969 years, I believe. But it's intriguing. When you just look at the math here, and it doesn't say it forthright, but you just add up the years here in this chapter, you find out that Methuselah died the year that the flood came. He died the year of the Noadic flood. Now, what's really interesting, and I, I'm not going to, go through the details because it just bores to death. If you look at a chart, you find out that these guys could have known one another. Okay, uh, Adam could have known Methuselah, I believe. He might have been able to see a baby Lamech Okay, because they lived such long period of times. But Methuselah's name is really interesting. When you look at a, a, a lot of the Bible dictionaries and things like that, it'll say something like the man of the dart or man of the spear. And that is uh, uh, one understanding because it's made up of two different types of Hebrew words put together right there. But one of them is really intriguing. One of the definitions, because, you know, often there's very definitions. One of the definitions is this. When he dies, it will come. When he dies, it will come. He lived 969 years, and when he died, the flood came. He lived longer than anybody else had. His grandfather lived 962 years. Okay? His dad only lived 365 years and was and was not. His dad was Enoch. Enoch is the one that we see over here in Jude, now that Jude is quoting. And the reason he's quoting is because the Holy Spirit is leading him to do it, because God knew that the Jewish people would know these writings of Enoch. So let's go back to Jude. <coughs> and here's what we find out. Jude was prophesying, behold, the Lord's going to come. Jude was prophesying from the seventh generation of Adam. Literally while Adam is still alive, he's prophesying that the Lord is going to come with his many thousands of his holy ones, that the day is coming. And he's coming to execute judgment upon all. And he's coming to convict all the ungodly. What's he going to convict them of? Their ungodly deeds, their ungodly ways, and the harsh things that these ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So Enoch, from times long ago, was prophesying that the Lord himself is going to come and he's going to judge these kind of men for what they say and what they do. Like, just think about that. You know, so often we look back on those ages, the times of Noah and the times of Adam and Enoch and all that, and think that's long, long ago and far away, and that has nothing to do with us, and they were different people, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing could be further from the truth, okay? Nothing could be further from the truth. We would do well to realize that what uh, Enoch prophesied is yet to come to fruition, and that these men are going to be behaving this way. I think he says ungodly here one, two, three times. Yeah, three, three, four times that he says that they're ungodly. And he said it at the very beginning of Jude. That's how these guys are. This is how they behave. They look great. They look wonderful. 
But folks, we've been warned since before the flood about them. We would do well to give heed. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you pretty soon. (laughs) Goodbye.